Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, my name is Russell Kane. Welcome to Man Baggage. This is the area where we try to work out what makes people tick, men, women, everyone in between. What are the levers we can pull to challenge how we perceive masculinity and femininity? Are there any general patterns which we can learn from, improve, control, myths we can dispel? Are you currently looking at a hairy Neanderthal in the corner of the lounge, uncle, dad, boyfriend, cousin, brother, whatever, and thinking, how the fuck does that work? Is there a Haynes manual to open the bonnet of masculinity? Well, the only way we can do that is to get the tools of stereotype and probe at the fleshy inner parts. That's my technique. Light up Twitter, cancel me if you like. I enjoy it because I'm a fucking former self-harming weirdo. And what an episode we have for you today. We're talking about open-mindedness. Oh, a subject which has obviously been abolished, open-mindedness, if you remember, was abolished in 2018 um, in the J.K. Rowling law of open-mindedness. Uh, but what it was when it still existed was the quality of being willing to consider ideas and opinions that are new or different to your own. Never fucking burn the house down, cunts! And so that's what we're talking about today. I quite like the colour blue. You blue shaming, blue hating fuck. How dare you? I prefer red. Stab him in the eye. Stab him in the eye. He's not a liberal. So we're talking about open-mindedness today. And I reckon I have pulled back the arrow and hit bullseye. If I was to say I'm looking at someone and asking, is it a bird? You can't even cancel me. Because that's genuinely the name of her amazing show. I was there in the room when the big old bad boy, they used to be called the Perrier Awards, the Edinburgh Comedy Awards were being decided and Jordan Gray was stood there. My God, was I secretly biased sharing Essex DNA. Uh, what a year Jordan has, has had. Exploded onto the scene. Willie out on telly. Nominated for the Edinburgh Comedy Award. Palladium playing. Jordan, where are your feet? Let alone anything else. They can't be on the ground. Well, I'm quite tall. So the only, only very tall people can have their <laughs> feet on the ground and their head in the clouds at the same time, as someone used to say. I think I might have just made that up. I might take credit for that idiom. I think I just made that. I like that. That was a lovely introduction. I think what you just described as well happens in perfect chronological order. I was trying to remember when the willy did come out. I think that's exactly when it happened. was just before the palladium, which is a weird timing. It's the dream PR you look for, isn't it? I mean, I often, if, for example, sales were flagging in Glasgow. So I went up there, got my knob out in Asda. (laughs) Boom, circle sold out. (laughs) So it is a tried and tested technique. (laughs) I mean, you do have to pick and choose your places. We know it works. (laughs) A lot of the arguments against my my stunt did come from, well, if I did that in Pret-a-Manger, I'd be hung, drawn and quartered. I was like, 
Well, I, I very much agree with that. <laughs> like, well, I didn't do it in a pret a I've done it under under very controlled settings on a television programme. <laughs> also, not not true. True. I've got yeah. my scrotum out in Pret and King's Cross several times. No one even looked round, yeah. much to my disappointment. In fact, <laughs> someone thought it was part of a meal deal. <laughs> There's such sagging at my age. Someone placed them on a tray and started to walk off. I was like, they're mine, you fucker. <laughs> right. So we're talking about open-mindedness. And I will also be joined by... A, a female in my life called Lindsay Kane. Hello. Uh, engaged 10 years ago yesterday to this female. Lindsay, how are you doing? I'm good. So what I want to ask straight away, and obviously it's, it's super, super interesting, some of these questions having you on, Jordan. I'm not, I don't want to start transplaining, as that is literally the name of your awesome podcast that people should check out. Some of them super good looking <laughs> and intelligent. But I'll let you decide which ones they are. But I'm not tra- It is interesting because we're going to talk about perceived gender traits that we're not sticking those on anyone we're just talking about how those gender traits are currently perceived in society we don't have any control over that it's like talking that's like the value of the pound it changes with time we can debate we can do things that change it but they currently sit somewhere on a graph so the first question jordan difficult one are women more open-minded than men in your experience we're not asking you to comment on the species but (laughs) of all the aunties sisters girls you know what do you think that is a wonderful question. I suspect open-mindedness is sort of tied to um, empathy. And I dare say that women perhaps have a little bit more empathy because people that struggle more or historically have struggled tend to be more empathic. And then open-mindedness is born of empathy. Obviously, it's it's sort of without any statistics whatsoever. I think I can say with certainty that the world leaders should be women because, you know, that's where empathy comes from and you need to have you need to have struggled and and suffered and been downtrodden it doesn't paint a particularly it's quite a grim bleak picture to paint of an entire gender's worth of people it's only one facet of our experience just watching all quiet on the western front and you realize men really like to machine gun each other in the face For without sure. thinking about it so i think you're on the money but carry on also with just in in general i have to caveat everything by saying i have gotten in on womanhood quite late in the game it's like it's like getting in on the walking dead when it got really good like i can't just i don't i'm not <laughs> i've adopted a, a lineage that you know yeah. I, it was not you know it's sort of written into all of our dna but i had 23 or 24 years of male privilege before all of this happened so i can't claim to have grown up under those same like crushing conditions but they they popped up very very quickly <laughs> when i changed when i swapped gender those things did suddenly happen <laughs> Can you transplain something for me? I love that <laughs> verb. It's your verb. Let's go with it. Were I to transition into a woman, like properly, fully, not like satirical transitioning, do you think I would become more empathetic as I lived my life in a more female way? Or is that impossible because I carry the by birth biology? If I'm saying anything that's crossing the line, just tell me to shut the fuck up, John. But I'm, I'm genuinely fascinated by all this shit. The separation of the biology and the... And the sort of humanity of it really is 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 really really interesting. I mean, people, you know, how the the old cliche that people become more conservative in their thinking as they get older, and really that's sort of a it's a mislead because all that happens is people become more conservative as they become more afraid of things. It's that's just biology. You, yes. you clam up and you close off. You become more closed minded when you're nervous or afraid that your your resources are being taken away or your freedoms being taken away. Then the reason I brought that up is because the separation between your biology and your humanity, your gender and your sex, I suppose, for want of a better definition. You're not a woman, Russ, you're a man. 
Well, that's very evident for all of us to see. It's not very evident. But bless you for saying that, John. <laughs> you're a man. It's, you're, it's moderately evident. Is, is metrosexual a word that still gets used? You're a metrosexual man. Well, I'm not six foot four with a beard is what I'm saying, if only. But crack on. I'm closer to six foot four with a beard than you are, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I don't know how long this podcast is going on for, but I did have to wet shave before we started. <laughs> you have to let me know if we go over an hour because you're going to start to see a 12 o'clock shadow appearing at some point. Actually, you know what's really interesting? The variable that's very important there is if you are an open-minded person in that you take in the world around you constantly, sort of like a spider. I do sort of see you like that a little bit. You are taking in information like a billion times a second. We all are. But it's sort of evident in everything you do that you take in information very, very fast and process it and it all goes in. So you probably change a lot faster than other people. I'm glad you said that. Right, so Lindsay, that is my view. And I'll tell you my evidence for this, Lindsay, about um, being open-minded, being a feminine trait is probably a better way to phrase it, Lindsay. Is it a feminine trait? Then it doesn't matter whether you're male, female, whatever. We're just saying it's a trait that is perceived as feminine because of its empathetic. But if I'm out with girls, like, like last night, Lindsay, yeah. I basically we out with all women, wasn't I? Yeah. There's a couple of blokes at the back not dancing as usual because I'm at the front with all the girls. And you do have different types of conversations and you do yeah. open up in a different way and, a, and do behave differently. So if I did that for a, a decade, yeah. Would that not prove the fact that being open-minded is a feminine trait? Do you think it is, Lindsay, or is that bollocks? In my opinion, I understand what you're saying about how it's more a female trait with the empathy, and I agree with that to an extent. But then I think in my world, <laughs> I, I think it's like a mixed, really. I think it's more of a generation thing. Yeah, and also you are who you hang around with. So if you're hanging around with people who speak better or, or have a posher accent and you're you're only hanging around with them and you're from a bit more of a, a common background. It goes, Sounds familiar, you know. Jordan, doesn't it? No, but Sounds what I mean is, I, I know, so, so like, so me and my brother have two different accents, even though we grew up in the same area. We, we did go to two different schools, but in the same, you know, half an hour away from each other. But then I went to a uni with a lot of private school girls. So I sort of maybe, without knowing, changed my accent ever so slightly. Um, and I'm going off topic, but it's, yeah, I just think the principle of you are who you hand around with. It's actually a brilliant metaphor, Linz, actually. Don't put yourself down. It's a good way of explaining it. It is perfect. I'm not quite sure if it, if it popped up at some point on Transplaining, Russell, but we discussed, we might have discussed overt and covert prestige, which is exactly what you've just described, Lindsay. So I am fully transplaining now. <laughs> I'm literally just saying what happened. Uh, overt and covert prestige, where you, where you dampen or... Uh, your accent comes out or goes away depending on who you're around. And it says a lot about your personality type, depending if you do suppress your accent or sort of celebrate it more. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Right, open-mindedness. Can you recall a time, I'm guessing you'd struggle not to recall a time, Jordan, when you had to challenge your own beliefs or opinions to become more open-minded? I think this is the solution in the culture war we're in at the moment, the two poles everyone's retreated to. I think we should challenge our own beliefs and be open-minded more often. It's a, there's a great definition of what genius is, and we can all sort of we all sort of fall under that bracket, like quite literally everybody. This definition of genius is being able to hold two or more opposing opinions at the same time, and it's really hard to do that because you get this thing, don't you, called cognitive dissonance, where two ideas that don't marry up they make you really uncomfortable, and if you don't process that information, like walking past a homeless person. The idea in your brain is they are homeless and could use some money. The other idea is I want my money. I want to keep my money. I don't want to give it to them. But you don't process that disconnect and you just walk past with, you hide your lip and then you just keep walking and that stays with you, that cognitive dissonance. So yeah, culture, the entire culture war is just fueled by this cognitive dissonance. I don't know why I'm so unhappy and it's because we struggle to hold two different ideas in our brain at the same time that I knew my friend as a man. Now that man is a woman. That's, it's, you could, you could. It sounds like a Mister Man book. It's really, really simple, actually, to explain. But hearing it quickly, a Mister Them, a Mister Them, book, them. Please. yes, please come on now, Jordan. I'm really like, I'm really happy that I'm. If if I'd done all this when I was 18, I think I'd have gone mad by now. But I get to lean into the thing of like, yeah, well, I don't know either. Like, so I'm still figuring it all out as well at the same time. Yeah, like, like I would have had to question ideas about who I was a lot of the time, you know, things that becoming a woman and then realising the tiny little microaggressions that I would have been guilty of all the time, just having to retroactively look at my life and go, bloody hell, that, that was, I'm, I'm just as guilty as all these people that I'm suddenly are in my crosshairs in general. It's a, it's a daily thing. I'm, I'm constantly going, well, especially when all of Twitter is telling me that I shouldn't be around or alive or even a person. I mean, that's open-mindedness to the nth degree. Maybe I'm a little bit too open-minded for my own good. Sometimes I read those and go, I'm going to think about, I'm going to give that (laughs) a bit of credence for just a few seconds. Should I be around? Yeah, I should. I think it's all right for me to be alive (laughs) and a person. But it's important to not just dehumanise the people saying that stuff because it's coming from somewhere. They're not all dastardly villains twisting their moustaches, are they? They've got thoughts and feelings. But if both of those sides were able to be open-minded and and purposely sit within the other person's brain, what would happen is instead of conceding your ground to someone being, because there's irrationality at both ends of the identity war, I'm convinced there would be an outbreak of peace. Any argument I've ever had with someone about anything is never resolved by me ferociously and cleverly and tenaciously arguing my viewpoint. It's been solved by me giving more empathy and understanding no matter how reasonable because they've come, they're coming from somewhere for a reason. It might be the most fucked reason. It might be a reason that I can't get, but how, how have they got from A to B? And if you both exchanged A's and B's, that's surely got to be where peace lies. That's true open-mindedness. Like it is. Like I've never heard that definition of genius before, but the ability to hold the, the opposing person's viewpoint even for a, a second. Well, and that idea is it's so incredible. I'm so fascinated by the evolutionary biology of it because 
brain science says that that ability is strangled under the condition of fear. So you see like a tiger and like your genetic memory, your instinct says, run away from that thing. That's bad. In that moment, open-mindedness is not a useful trait whatsoever. <laughs> you, no, you don't want a I second want, of... To, to, to be clear, yeah. <laughs> if a knife is coming towards your face, I'm not suggesting you try and empathise with the stab. That's it. <laughs> exactly. And that's because of, because of a condition of fear. And so if you're um, challenged on your beliefs, no, you're wrong. That same instinct kicks in and you're chemically, yes. bio, biochemically unable to conceive of new ideas because you're the brain's being strangled. So you hold on to that belief that that thing is wrong that you're looking at. And it's it's all brain science. So absolutely, like making somebody laugh, instead of going in through the brain, going through the tummy with a with a laugh, with a joke, yes. get that spasmodic expiration, ripple up from the belly into the brain. It's the second way in. And then and then we've created, yeah, like pieces. A pandemic of pieces is a really nice phrase. I'm going to use that. That would be lovely, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. Well, I was going in through the tummy till I was 12 because I didn't understand how it worked. But... Um, <laughs> So, Lin- Lindsay, when have, have you ever had had to be open-minded and challenge your own beliefs or opinions? Have you got an example? Well, when you said, like, if it would be more peaceful, 100%, I think people should stop being so offended by things and just... I used to be offended, you know, oh, well, that that is offensive or... Like, I get... Russell will do a joke about me and then he'll get a load of messages and I'll get messages going, I can't believe, but I can't believe you've done that. Oh, you're going to be so angry, aren't you, when you see, you see this and they'll tag me in it. And it's like, why are people are offended on my behalf? You don't know me. You don't know our mm, relationship it, or, you know, what we laugh at, what we find funny. And yet people who I've never met have time and energy to spend on being offended by something that doesn't concern them. If everyone took a moment and go, right, okay, that has nothing to do with me. I can't be offended because it's got nothing to do with me. I can't be hurt or affected by it. The world would just be a much happier place. I just think it's different if it's somebody that's not able to defend themselves. But when I'm very able to defend myself and... Lindsay's general rule is how offensive is the joke I've told about her? B, are we going to St. Lucia for a holiday? (laughs) C, that's fine then. (laughs) (laughs) Mammals do have this self-policing thing written into our DNA as well. So we, are, even if we're not offended ourselves, if we empathise with you, or maybe it's a testament to how much people empathise with you, Lindsay. We go, I see myself in that person, so I'm going to make sure that that person's okay. I don't think it's quite as altruistic as that, but it's self-policing. No, I, th- I think you're just a bit being a bit nice. I think it's where someone hasn't, they need to get a hobby or a job and then they wouldn't have time to think <laughs> about me and my life. Fuck off. <laughs> so that's what I think anyway. Yeah. <laughs> if something isn't serving you in whatever, if like a friend or a celebrity or an influencer that you're following, just unfollow them if it makes you feel shit or you don't like it. I don't know why we have to then project our, oh, I'm triggered or I don't know. Well, from my personal experience, because I'm sort of a, a walking hot potato <laughs> through no like design at all. I just people have something in their mind. Basically, when you're looking at a transgender person, your brain is going genitals, face, genitals, <laughs> face. And and when now, because I've I've got the trajectory that I'm on, I can post something like enjoying a packet of crisps. <laughs> and then the first thing will be like, don't use women's toilets. <laughs> I'm like, well, those things aren't connected. I'm not saying... <laughs> It's people are primed. Why are you eating crisps in women's toilet? I mean, it's eating crisps in a toilet that I would have an exactly, issue with. Yeah. Not, I don't care what label is on the toilet. If you're eating crisps in a toilet, that is not hygienic. There's poo particles in the air. That would be my first concern. A tiny little cartoon person with a tiny little crisp packet in their hand on the door is the only time that that's okay. And I've never seen one of those. Okay, we're going to take a break there. That's the end of part one.
catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.